0: Hello, my name is David Howard. I'm the Course Director for a Postgraduate Programme in Sustainable Urban Development at the Department for Continuing Education here at the University of Oxford. And it's a great pleasure to have with me today Dr. Kevin Riney, who is a Visiting Commonwealth Fellow also at the University of Oxford here in the department, but he's also a lecturer at the University of West Indies in the Department for Geography and Geology uh, at the Mona Campus in Jamaica. And this is the first in a series of discussions with experts on Jamaica and the Caribbean to discuss the importance of research in the Caribbean today, the legacy of colonialism, and further to look at the aspects of post-colonialism within the Caribbean. So it's a great pleasure to have you with us today, Kevin. And I wonder if you could start off to say something about your own research background.
1: Okay. Um, first of all, thank you for having me, David. Um, it's really a a privilege to be able to speak to um, the issues relating to, to Jamaica and the wider Caribbean. Um, my, my research has focused a lot on uh, sustainable urban development issues, and it has uh, basically breached the nexus in terms of rural and urban issues. And I'm moving more in towards looking at um, climate change and how it impacts on um, the vulnerabilities of different communities across Jamaica and also the wider Caribbean.
0: Thanks very much. And could you tell me what's the one key issue or the several key issues that excite you most, interest you most, or concern you about your research findings within Jamaica and the Caribbean?
1: Well, most of my research looks at um, human-environmental relations, and uh, this is becoming increasingly more important given the projected changes uh, in terms of the climate. Uh, and also in terms of the levels of vulnerabilities we have to external shocks and stresses from changes in a global economy. And this is what excites me the most because you're talking about how these changes um, have you know, severe implications for people's livelihoods. And in the Caribbean, for instance, you're talking about some very fragile economies uh, that are very dependent on natural resources. And um, these changes do impact or have severe implications um, for the developmental trajectories for many of these states within the Caribbean, and particularly Jamaica, which most of my research is actually focused on.
0: And Jamaica uh, gained its independence uh, from Britain in 1962 and recently we've celebrated the 50th anniversary of Jamaica as an independent state. So I wondered from your perspective How how do you see, or what are the main developmental challenges for Jamaica today?
1: Uh, I would say the one of the major developmental challenges would be trying to get our economy up and running. Uh, Since independence, uh, we've 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 struggled really. Um, Decades immediately after independence, we started to see a significant slide in our currency. And um, today there is a big discussion whether or not we are going through a currency crisis. Um, it, it has been very difficult for us as a country to find the the right formula to to, to stimulate sustained um, economic growth and development. And um, you you're speaking about issues surrounding poverty, um, and you know poverty is not widespread across the country, but they are very um, serious pockets of poverty in in the urban areas, in the inner city communities, and also in the rural areas. And, you know, coupled with that, you have issues surrounding crime, um, you have issues surrounding corruption. And uh, it's very challenging trying to, to put a, a grip and try to, trying to understand where we've gone wrong, and also to try to come up with innovative ideas uh, that will be, that will allow us to be able to, to bridge this gap um, in terms of for the past 50 years. Um, so I think in terms of the major developmental challenge, I would say it would be really trying to get our economy up and going, but there are also a number of other issues that I mean it's really hard to get into, but issues surrounding governance, um, issues surrounding um, you know the way in which we prioritize different industries, and and trying to figure out um, what's what is the right blend in terms of the, um, developmental policies. Hmm.
0: And in your opinion, what are the main uh, legacies of colonialism that Jamaican society faces today?
1: Well, there are a number of different um, legacies, positive and negative. Um, I mean, in terms of our culture, that is a, a legacy of colonialism. Uh, we have an hybridized culture that, to my, in my mind, is there's a lot of potential there. Uh, Jamaica's motto is out of many, one people. And most times when people think about Jamaica, they, they, they think that it's predominantly black, but actually there's a very strong um, Indian and Chinese um, culture in Jamaica as well. And um, you know, there's also a good mix in terms of you know, different um, ethnic groups that have basically created this melting pot that we consider as um, our little rock, Jamaica. Um, but there are also a number of other legacies. Um, if you look at the, the, the type of political system, we have the first past support post system, which is a system you'll find in most other British colonies, and we've had a, a lot of debate in Jamaica around that, surrounding uh, whether or not we should keep it or whether or not we should move away from that sort of political system. Um, we've we've had issues surrounding, you know, waste votes in terms of uh, it has created a bipartisan um, type politics where it doesn't really give much space for third parties to come in, because sometimes people think, you know, if I should vote for a third party, I'm wasting my vote. And so by locking us into that type of bipartisan um, policy, politics, it, it has bred a, a lot of different challenges, political garrisons, political clientelism, um, you know, people playing around with the different constituency boundaries, um, trying to secure seats. Um, and since recently, there has been a discussion in terms of this uh, lack of active participation of the Jamaican public in terms of um, elections. At the last election, less than 50% of um, registered voters actually went out to the polls. Um, and this isn't something that, just, that is recent. It has been happening for years, less and less. Um, you know, interests are being, persons are showing interest in the political system, particularly the youth. The youth population is, you know, hardly interested in in, in getting involved in politics. And so this is an issue that I think um, came about from that legacy, in terms of that particular political system, and it has a lot of implications for um, where where we go from from here. Mm as a nation. Thank
0: you. Yeah. Well, I know you've done a lot of research on sustainable development and climate change within Jamaica, and I wondered what are the findings from your research that we might extrapolate to consider uh, Caribbean societies today that at the larger scale in the region?
1: Yeah. I think mean, one of the things that I need to point out is that the work that I do in terms of um, with climate change is a very interdisciplinary um, collaborative work um, with you know persons from Uh, different departments within the University of the West Indies, but also internationally. Um, The International Centre for Tropical Agriculture um, has been a key partner for for the type of work that I do um, that looks at the resilience of of crops to climate variability and change. And um, one of the the main outputs that have have resulted from the work that we've done is um, crop modelling. Um, using, you know, crop simulation models to project what the performance of specific crops would look like with these projected changes. And um, it has provided some very interesting results um, that is very relevant to the type of work that the Ministry of Agriculture and Fisheries is now um, looking at, Um, in terms of looking at which crops we should probably focus and invest in a a bit more and also trying to see if we need to look at different cultivars in certain cases. Um, You know looking at crop resilience is not just coming from a scientific perspective, it's also talking about how these changes will impact the pockets of farmers Um, and one of the challenges that we've had over the years is that we've been practicing um, certain policies that have not been informed by scientific evidence or empirical evidence. And I think even though what we're doing is really in its infancy, I think what we're trying to get at is a state where we can start to um, promote uh, and guide policy Based on grounded um, research, and a lot of what we do, what we're doing is not just um, the modelling, but also taking the results into the farms, um, working with farmers to do farm, um, you know, field trials, and also to get their buy-in and their participation um, in informing policy.
0: Thanks very much. So, in terms of, I guess, then taking it to the wider picture. Um, What significance does the study of Jamaica and maybe your research in Jamaica um, have for understanding the the wider issues for small developing states and for small island states Mm -hmm. on a global perspective?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's always a tricky question, isn't it? Um, You know, if you get down to the case studies, you you get very detailed results that might be very unique and specific, context-specific for a country. But um, even though Jamaica is unique in and of its... So, in itself, there are many um, similarities with the rest of the Caribbean and small island developing states in general um, that, you know, the work that I am doing in climate change, for instance, would have relevance to many of these different islands. Uh, When you look at it, the Caribbean, for instance, is expected to be one of the first and most severely impacted by climate change. This is one of the projections out by the IPCC. a lot of these small island developing states have very similar characteristics in terms of population size, geographic um, size, um, in terms of aerial extent. Um, they're narrow economies that, have, that are very much dependent on you know, a few commodities or services. Uh, we've gone big into tourism, for instance. Um, we're still very dependent on specific plantation type crops. And these are lessons. These are characteristics that are very similar to other Caribbean islands and many other small island developing states that are that fragile economies that depend a lot on external trade, um, high import contents. And so, when you talk about issues surrounding food security and vulnerability to climate variability and change, there are many lessons that you can take from Jamaica that can um, be applied elsewhere, not only in the Caribbean but definitely i um, also speaking to small island v- developing states in general. Um, yeah.
0: Well, thanks very so much indeed, Kevin. It's been a pleasure to have you uh, join us here at the university uh, for this last term. Yes. And um, thank you very much indeed. Thanks.